Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. So happy to have you with me here today on episode 1265. Can you imagine 1,265 episodes? And that's after we started counting. <laughs> we didn't start counting in the beginning. So we're just, man, just crazy, crazy, crazy. 1,265 episodes of straight up truth. Woohoo. I am actually, as you're watching this, I am at a meeting, or at least I'm on my way to a meeting in Holiday, Florida. I will be teaching at the, uh, what is this, 1935 Anclote Boulevard, Holiday, Florida, tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, talking about solving the state and local government overreach question. And so if you are listening, you're near that event, you still have time to get there at 7 p.m. Even if you listen to the show all the way to the end, you are close enough. You might get there just a little bit late. Come on over and see us. So that's where I am going to be. I am actually driving right now. So you can probably guess that in the studio, I am not driving. This is a pre-recorded show. It is a new show, by the way, not a rerun, but it is pre-recorded. I do like to let you guys know about that because sometimes you ask questions in the chat rooms and and sometimes people get their feelings hurt when I don't answer the questions in the chat room. Well, I won't be answering your questions because I don't have them. And let me just mention to you on that note, I had somebody tell me that he was going to give me a thumbs down every time I don't ask answer questions that come in the chat room. It is not physically possible for me to answer every question that comes in the chat room. I'm sure most reasonable people realize that those questions, the chat room just it goes by so quickly. And uh, sometimes the questions are not appropriate for the show today. So just keep in mind, we are a teach show, not a talk show. And this is not a conversation. So what we're doing here is always geared at bringing a liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over personality lesson. Given that, uh, just to get everybody a chance to come in, thought I'd share something a little bit interesting today, a little bit less meaty because yesterday I was a bit upset. But the cancel culture has succeeded in, oh, look at that. There we go. There's an ad up there. In taking away an, a, a, a breakfast icon, Aunt Jemima. And so Aunt Jemima finally has a new name. They say Quaker Oats is releasing the new name and logo for its Aunt Jemima products. Finally, they say, retiring the racist stereotype that has adorned its pancake mixes and syrups for decades. The name Aunt Jemima is long criticized as a racist caricature of a black woman stemming from slavery who will re be replaced with the Pearl Milling Company name, a logo of the former brand's new packaging, according to the parent company, Pepsi-Cola. Now, here's what's interesting, guys. You have in the original, let me just go ahead and show you. This is what it's going to look like now. The Pearl Milling Company. Was the Pearl Milling Company owned by a black family? Was the Pearl Milling Company in uh, formed in, I don't know what this, like 1829? Were they abolitionists? See, I don't understand the logic of the cancel culture. Because I'm looking here at Aunt Jemima, and this Aunt Jemima doesn't look like a slave to me. She looks like a happy black woman from maybe the 70s, if I'm trying to date the kind of style of the painting there. A happy black woman who gives to me the impression of an entrepreneur, business owner, who cooks so well, she's able to actually sell her pancakes 
and syrup and make me want to buy them. So I'm a little curious about the whole cancel culture thing. Actually silencing out their culture from public view. Let's just put this up there again, because you're going from a, like I said, unless you are a hypersensitive, somehow triggered person, a, a black woman, a happy black woman who does not look like a slave, whose name is on a product that's highly successful all over the, you know, grocery stores to this pearl. Um, pearls are white, guys. I mean, if we're going to get really triggered here, let's just say we're moving from a happy, successful, entrepreneurial black woman to a corporation named after a white thing. I mean, if you're going to be stupid, you might as well be full on stupid. And I just don't get how you cancel culture a an icon like this so that people won't even see the faces of bl happy black people on products i mean seriously I, I i don't think they've thought this one all the way through well you guys we said it was coming and here it is are you ready time for that that I that understanding that we need a liberty market from farmer to market. We need a market because the CDC says fully vaccinated people can skip COVID quarantines, the CDC says. And there's the garden gnome, Mr. Fauci, garden gnome not Fauci. People who have been fully vaccinated against coronavirus right now means with two doses of either Pfizer or biotech or modern vaccine can skip the quarantine if they are exposed to someone infected with the virus. The U.S. Center of Disease Control and Prevention said on Wednesday. Well, there you have it, guys. I told you it was coming. Uh, and well, I wasn't really the only one that told you this was coming, but it, here it is. And here it's starting. You now have a situation where the, uh, country is going to be thrown into a tizzy so that you can have, uh, make sure you get your vaccination so you don't have to be quarantined and then you don't have to wear a mask and then you can go shopping anywhere you want. And not only can you go shopping anywhere you want, you, how do you prove you've had the quarantine? Well, lucky for you, Amazon has its new palm reading tech. It's being released. More Amazon ghost stores are getting contactless one palm readers. Last September, Amazon introduced a touchless payment system called the One that literally reads your palm to authenticate purchases in Amazon's retail stores. And it's apparently going so well that the company has decided to expand it, at least at its home base in Seattle. So starting this week, Amazon One touchless palm reading tech is coming to Amazon Go lo locations at Madison and Minor and will expand to two additional locations in the coming week, Amazon says. Great feedback, they say. E every person's identity can't be directly linked to their palm print. It's apparently more privacy-centric. Finally, it eliminates the need for cameras, smartphones, and other security measures to check out in the cashier-free go zones. It is more hygienic than other systems, thanks to the touchless functionality. Well, there you go, guys. You can get your vaccination. You can upload your vaccination proof to your palm print database, which will be directly linked to your bank account so we can go all digital because everybody knows digital is more sanitary than paper and metal money. And you can enter into now a totally 
touchless system that simply reads your palm print, links it to a database and all your records in the palm of your hand. Can't you just see that ad? Everything you need in the palm of your hand. No more need for your cell phone to be used to buy stuff. No more need for your credit cards. No more need for medical records. No more need for a criminal record. Nothing in paper anymore will all be in the palm, literally, in the lines of the palm of your hand. I don't know about you guys, but I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, not going to be signing up for that one, but that's why we've got to get started, guys, on our Liberty Chamber of Commerce. Let me just simply mention to you that this Liberty Chamber of Commerce is not something that is new, by the way. The Liberty Chamber of Commerce is actually something that our founders engaged in after the um, French and Indian War, when they started imposing taxation without legislation, combined with the mandated purchasing uh, of the, uh, what is it called? The Navigation Act of 1660. So they have a Navigation Act of 1660, which tells everybody what they can and cannot purchase. And then you have the um, you have the French and Indian War, which increases the national debt to over double its original debt. And now what you need, like I said, is a Liberty Chamber of Commerce. People educated in liberty, people educated in commerce, production, all with the mindset of I'm not going to go digital in my hand. I'm not going to put anything in my wrist. People are like, oh, the mark of the beast. They're going to put something in your wrist. Hello, guys. They don't even need to put anything in your wrist anymore. It's all going to be done by the palm of your hand right there. Just poof right there using the lines on your wrist. We need farmers. We need producers. We need shippers. We need sellers all willing to refuse to engage in the new commerce. That's what we need. And by the way, that class, that slide that I just showed you, is going to be available very soon at libertyfirstuniversity.com. Libertyfirstuniversity.com is where you get your where you're able to sign up and get your education on the Constitution, American history, and even some faith-based training to overcome the mainstream disinformation that is being pushed on us continually and constantly. Let me also share with you a, since this is February and it's quote unquote Black History Month, I want to use this teaching opportunity to show share with you today my favorite found, Black founding father, which sounds kind of weird because this Black founder was not a father. He was only 14 years old. His name is James Fortin. Now, I am particularly envious of James Fortin, not in a covetous kind of way, but in a in a an experience kind of way. James Fortin was 14 years old and was standing in the streets of Philadelphia when he heard the Declaration of Independence read for the very first time. Now, being the, the nerd that I am, the lover of American history that I am the lover of those who founded America that I am, I just can't even imagine standing there someday, someday when I have a new glorified body or if somebody taps into the technology of time, I will stand there one day. I know it. I believe it. I know it's to be true. I'm going to stand there one day 
and hear the Declaration of Independence read for the very first time, but James Fortin did. You see, James Fortin's grandparents were slaves, but his parents were free, and he was born free. Uh, yeah, that was 1776, prior to the Emancipation Proclamation. And so as a boy, hearing the Declaration of Independence heard for the very first time on the streets of Philadelphia, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. He knew that applied to him. That all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. And that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just power from the consent of the governed. James Fortin, at 14 years old, joined the ship Royal Lewis, who was captained by Stephen Decatur. Now, the Royal Lewis was captured by a British naval vessel in 1781. And Fortin was taken prisoner on this ship and placed in a prison hold, the ship's prison hold. Now, the captain of the British naval ship befriended James Fortin and decided to make him a deal and said to James Fortin, I'll make a deal with you. I will let you out of this prison hold and you will be on the next ship back to England. You will be in my home. You will experience wealth and comfort like you can never imagine because I see that you are a fine man of character. Now, let's be very clear. You will be a servant to my son, but you will have greater wealth as a servant and waiter, greater comfort as a servant to my son than you would ever have possibly as a freeman, a free black man here on the American continent. James Fortin being that fine man of character, being that man who understood, that young man who understood what it was like to live amongst slavery and see the possibility of liberty for all. See, that was the purpose of, the de of, of our Declaration of Independence. That was the purpose of our, of our independence altogether, was to finally be able once and for all to end slavery. Because you see, the government of Great Britain was mandating slavery on the American colonies. It was a huge commerce for the British kingdom. They were not going to let that go. Our British colonies, Georgia, most people don't even realize when the colony of Georgia was founded, was founded making slavery illegal. Virginia tried to make slavery illegal as a colony, but Great Britain threatened them with war, with military force and economic sanctions. So the only way to be free, for truly free, was to break off the bonds of English rule. And that's what James Fortin was fighting for. So James Fortin said to the captain, thanks, but no thanks. I've been taken prisoner, he said, for the liberties of my country, and I will never prove a traitor to her interests. Black history moment for you. Someone you need to know that you probably don't know that you should know. James Fortin. We have many classes like that at libertyfirstuniversity.com. We have my husband's class, More Than Victims, America's Hidden Black History. We have the class with James Fortin, which is my class on the Forgotten Founders. We also have a class called Slavery in the American Founders, which will help you understand and overcome the propaganda that our founders were all one bunch of rich, elite white slave owners who wanted to declare independence so that they could empower themselves to oppress other people, to include women and minorities. That is a flat out lie. Now, I'm not denying slavery existed. So before somebody gets their panties in a wad, I am not a slavery denier. I'm just saying it's about time we teach the whole truth about how the federal government did not free people and the federal government was not responsible for the freedom of people and that a president is not the source of liberation of a people. 
It is our constitutional republic that created the end of slavery. It was simply wicked politicians who kept reviving it. Um, like Woodrow Wilson, by the way. That's a little bit of history nobody gets to hear about either. Speaking of bad history, what could possibly go wrong with Will Smith and Netflix partnering up to teach about citizenship? What could possibly go wrong? Uh, the answer to that question would be everything. So thank you to my dear friend, patriot friend, Yana Pauls, for giving me the hat tip on this one. Let me go ahead. Oops, I forgot. I have to um, I have to do that properly because I forgot to click the sound button again. There we go. Let's watch this and tell me what you think could possibly be go wrong with Netflix and Will Smith teaming up to teach about citizenship and the 14th Amendment. What does it mean to be an American? This land is your land. What about a citizen? This land is my land. The original Constitution is silent on the subject of citizenship. From California. It doesn't have any statement of who is a citizen or who isn't. In that space of this undefined term citizen, racism was allowed to flourish. At the heart of the 14th Amendment is the definition of citizens in America. It is through this definition that all the rights we cherish are granted and defended. Racial equality. Marriage equality. Women's equal citizenship. The right to have rights. And under the law, everyone in America gets equal protection. Was made for you and me. So, America, this is a problem which faces us all. Who is America? We talk about a. Let's go ahead and rewind this because just simply in this narrative of citizenship just in this trailer there are so many misinformation pieces and disinformation pieces let's let's just talk about this i'll let it play one more time and i'll let Be it and an I'll american stop it. This land is your land. what about a citizen this land so remember this is all about citizenship it's not about slavery mind you it's about citizenship. So let's just be very clear about something. People, black people, were not denied citizenship. As a matter of fact, if a black person was a slave or an Irish person was a slave or an English person was a slave or a German person was a slave, when they became free, they were citizens. The original Constitution is silent on the subject of citizenship. It is silent on the subject of citizenship because citizenship was not a federal issue. Citizenship is a state issue. You were a citizen of a state who was, is a member of the union. That seems a little bit odd to us today, actually, because we don't actually think about our United States from a proper political perspective. You see, we were built of 13 originally and now 50 independent sovereign governments who came together in a union, sort of like the European Union. Now, you are not a citizen of the European Union. You are a citizen of Germany, who is a member of the European Union. You are a citizen of your country, who is a member of the European Union. And when our Constitution was written, that's how it was supposed to work. The government, ruling government, over the lives of the people, the internal order, improvement, the prosperity of the state was not the federal government. The government 
with the governing authority over the lives of the people, the internal order and proper, uh, the internal order improvement, property and prosperity of the state was the state government. So you were a citizen of the state, but a member of the union. That is why the Constitution is silent on citizenship, not because they're trying to deny people citizenship, quite to the contrary, by the way, because the Constitution delegated to the federal or delegates to the federal government the uniform the authority to create the uniform rule of naturalization. So, yes, you are a citizen of the state, citizen of Georgia, citizen of Florida, citizen of Nebraska. But in order to become a citizen of your state, the uniform rule of naturalization process was created by the federal government to have a singular voice across the foreign land so the people would know what it meant or what it took to be a citizen. So the uniform rule of naturalization was established a uniform process, but not to create a U.S. citizenship. Citizenship was to be left to the states. So when they tell you that the Constitution is silent about citizenship, they want you to kind of believe that it was some kind of a mistake or probably more more sinister they wanted you to think that the Constitution is silent about citizenship so that they could deny people citizenship. Again, quite the contrary. Citizenship is a matter of the state you live in, but is determined by a singular standard rule of law. Let's continue. California. It doesn't have any statement of who is a citizen or who isn't. In that because the power of the federal government was to create the process for citizenship, the states determined the definition of citizenship. That space of this undefined term citizen, racism was allowed to flourish. That is absolutely patently false. Racism did not flourish because people said that black people were not citizens. Martin Luther King never argued that he was supposed to be a citizen and denied citizenship. The civil rights movement was not about being denied citizenship. Be very careful about how they're using these terms. They said they were denied equal access, equal protection under the law. That's different than citizenship. This is a, a broad stroke argument that is being made to satisfy a very particular agenda. By the way, racism flourished. If you use their words in spite of the fact that all these people were citizens. All these people you see are citizens, and yet racism still existed. The premise for this is going to be, we need to make everyone a citizen, or I think probably more appropriately, eliminate the classification of citizenship altogether. So that everybody gets the same benefits and there is no more calling of a citizen. But all those people are citizens. The civil rights movement was established by citizens. So this is not a citizenship argument, but they're going to make it because that's the agenda. At the heart of the 14th Amendment is the definition of citizens in America. It is through this definition that all the rights we cherish are granted and defended. Wrong. Your rights are not granted by the government. And we do not simply protect the rights of citizens, by the way. That is not true either. And if you're going to be actually accurate, 
as Will Smith is not being accurate. The 14th Amendment does not define citizenship. It does not define citizenship. If it defined citizenship, you wouldn't be having a documentary complaining that we don't have a proper definition of citizenship. So one false information after another. You see, the 14th Amendment does not define citizenship, but scholars have taken the terms of the 14th Amendment to create a definition of citizenship. That's where you get the whole anchor baby thing, uh, which is not the definition under the 14th Amendment. That's where you get this whole idea that, you know, if you just are here, you're a citizen. No, that is not in the 14th Amendment either. As a matter of fact, if you look at the 14th, if you look at those who created the 14th Amendment, who wrote and ratified the 14th Amendment, you can read the congressional record of the debate during the 14th Amendment. The sponsor of the 14th Amendment specifically said, I am not trying to imply that anyone born in America is a citizen. So the fact that you have this situation now where you have people arguing about what is a citizen or not proves, number one, that the 14th Amendment does not actually define citizenship, as Will Smith says, and that the argument of equality is not about citizenship at all. You see, watch this. Quality. Marriage equality. Women's equal citizenship. The right to have. Women's equal citizenship. Can someone tell me in America today where women are denied citizenship because they're women? I really want to know that because that's a very curious statement that she says. Women's equal citizenship. There is no place in American citizenship qualification where women are denied citizenship because they are women. Women have equal access to citizenship as men. So what is, what is the premise here? What is it? Equality. Nobody tells you you're gay, you can't be a citizen. Marriage is not based on the, the laws of marriage are based on citizenship, which is whether you're white, black, American, uh, whether you're uh, gay, straight, man, woman. Why? Because it's a license from the government over people in which they have jurisdiction. If you are not a citizen, guess what? If you are not a citizen, there is no jurisdiction over you for the laws of this government. You cannot issue a marriage license to someone which is a legal document over which you have no jurisdiction. It's not about citizenship, guys. Everything, everything they're teaching you in this, this has nothing to do with citizenship. The right to have rights. Everyone in America gets equal protection. Pretty sure we already have clauses with that all over our U.S. Constitution and our state constitutions. This is disinformation. You can't even call it misinformation because misinformation is bad information that is given unintentionally. This is disinformation. This is disinformation, which is bad information given with the intention to deceive. This is not about citizenship, guys. It's about what we've been talking about before. It's about political control. It's about fundamentally transforming the principles of America from the rule of law to the law of rulers.
chaos, globalism. It's about the elimination of citizenship. That's what this is about. It is about eliminating citizenship. That's the global agenda. Because if you eliminate citizenship, then everybody is a global citizen. And then you have to have these, as JC was talking about the other day, these corporate elite global controllers that now have control. And then you own no property. Remember, the whole drive is to keep you from owning property, but to transfer all property to other people. If you have no citizenship, who, who, what is your, what is your law? What is your law under? Who is your jurisdiction? Under, under what court is your redress? If you are not the citizen of a government, but you have government ruling over you, what is your matter for controlling government? You know, we're the only ones who have gone insane, by the way. Other countries have citizens and citizenship. They understand. Citizenship is simply saying, yes, I will submit to the laws of the land with the benefits of those land of, of that law of that land. I, I willingly participate in this society. I will pay the appropriate taxes. I will submit to the appropriate laws. Which makes me eligible for the benefits of that society. Without a society, there's no benefits of... By the way, that's a kingdom, by the way. I mean, even in a kingdom, you're a subject to the king. This whole idea of eliminating citizenship is, is an impossibility. Because you're going to be governed by someone or something. But it is a loss of control by the people. Creating this, this esoteric kind of leadership in which you have no control. That's a kingdom, guys. That's exactly what our founders said no to in 1776. So just be clear. I imagine JC and I are going to address this further in the future. But this whole propaganda by Will Smith and his crew, by the way, and Netflix is not about equal protection under the law. It's not about the Constitution. It's about eliminating the Constitution. It's about eliminating citizenship. It's about eliminating the control of the people. It's about limiting property ownership in the people. Somebody needs to let Will Smith know about that, by the way. All that property he owns, he's selling away with his own ideology. That's the arrogance of these elite, right? They think, hey, guess what? We're going to be able to be the ones in control. Ask Stalin how many he let stay. Ask them how it worked out for them, you know, when you get to wherever you're going because they're not here anymore. Not because they live to the ripe old age of 87, but because in their arrogance, thinking I'm going to be on the top, the one on the top actually took them out. That's how Mao, that's how the Maoist socialist works. That's how the Leninists, the Stalinists work. You're a useful idiot, Will Smith. Creating the destruction of your own property ownership. And by the way, ensuring the slavery of your grandchildren. Because I'll remind you. That it's the Constitutional Republic role of uh, form of government that ended slavery. Started that trend all over the world. Remember, slavery still exists. It is still rampant across the world. Even when it's not about color of the skin. 
people in power will always make excuses to slave other people. The only remedy to slavery is, is the preservation of individual rights and the control of the people over their own government. This kind of ideology that they're pushing forward here eliminates all of that and ensures that slavery will return. These people promoting this are actually promoting and ensuring the return of slavery in America. Different names, different faces, different criteria, mind you. But they're nonetheless. So we either step up as a people and educate or we're going to have to, you know, train our children how to fight to stay free. But at this point in time, we have to do everything that we can do to prevent the reality of our children fighting. We don't even have the right to claim forceful revolution. We don't have that right. We have not done enough to ensure it will not happen to be able to say, okay, it's time. But now you see this time to teach at the local level why this is false, why this is not even true, why this is all lie. So I just wanted to give you guys a heads up of what's going on out there. By the way, if you that was taken from from um, Twitter, from Netflix Twitter page. I'll just go ahead and let you see it. No, I'm not back on Twitter. Yana sent it to me. But Netflix right there, their Twitter, if you want to see, so you can help people understand why this is not true. You can leave your comments. There are 103 comments as I'm looking at it now. But there are plenty of comments in there also that are sowing the seeds of why this is not true. But I don't think anybody's really getting getting the cur- the crux of this of of the problem here. They're conflating, confusing, creating disinformation. And we have to be the ones that teach. You're not going to stop Netflix from doing this. You're not going to stop Hollywood from their disinformation platform. That's who they are. It's who they've always been, by the way. We've just realized it. So we can't stop what they're doing. By the way, I'll just tell you, I don't, I don't want laws to stop them from what they're doing. We need the lies to be seen so we can counter the lies. What we need is a more visible counter of what we're doing. That's, by the way, why our non-compliant movie is so important. See, number one, this is the beginning of the counter message. There are other movies out there, right? But our non-compliant movie can help us reach people that maybe were not reached, were, were not reached before in a way that will steer them towards a proper education. We hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain alienable rights. We have a power. And we've raised a spoiled brat representative government that needs to be taken to the woodshed. Are you satisfied with the government that owns you? There are churches who refuse to allow us to use their facilities to teach. 
unspoken or even sometimes spoken rule that religion and politics don't mix. You wouldn't dare speak out against the government or somehow resist. Christians have to be involved in politics. God commands it. Every turn of event through history hinged. One person will stand up. Upon a single person. And then everybody else will stand. A gym member surrounded by a crowd of supporters was placed in handcuffs. A Tampa Bay pastor has been arrested, sentenced to a week in she jail. She also tore up a cease and desist letter. We have posterity waiting for us to say, we will not comply so you will be free. We have a chance to fight without bloodshed. But every time we comply, we establish a future where our children will not have that option. Why do we sit down? Sign up right there to get messages. Help us take this everywhere. Please go and donate. There are many ways that you can donate. You can donate through Square with your credit card right here. You can donate with PayPal. You can even send a check to this address right here and put in the memorandum uh, non-compliant and we will make sure that that donation, all your donations are tax deductible. Uh, we are in a massive era of disinformation and the only truth, that the, the only solution to that is a massive dissemination of truth and that's what we're doing. Remember, non-compliant is the first in our series. This is our dream. And we have to make sure that this gets out everywhere. So sign up now, please. Go right now. Noncompliantmovie.com. Pause what you're watching and go and do it. Because this is very, very important. Very, very important. This information has to get out to the people, especially with what's going on. Now, what we know through our noncompliance studies throughout the centuries is that we only need 3% of the population to to be educated in this, to really make a societal change. And so that's part of what we are going to be doing is making sure that the information is available, making sure that we can bring truth to our children. But we have to, we have to make sure that we are giving the information that is out there. That's what we're doing. We're giving the information. We're, we're arming you with the information and we need you to make sure that it gets out there. Um, last few minutes of the day, because I did want to talk just a little bit about the um, stuff going on in Washington, D.C. I was really excited to see that um, Mike Lee stood up and called foul on what's going on. Remember yesterday I told you about, oh, I still have it here, the the Senate rules that makes it uh, uh, possible for, um, what did they call this? I'm just reading this here. If a member, delegate, resident, commissioner, officer, or employee of the House may be subject to discipline for the dissemination of electronic means, including by social media, of any image, video, or audio file that has been distorted or manipulated with the intent to mislead the public. And I showed you videos yesterday that meet that, so these people should be disciplined. And yesterday... Mike Lee objected to false evidence being presented. I don't even think there's actually, I don't even think what you're, what they're doing can be called evidence, by the way. Evidence has to, has a standard. Evidence has to actually be something that is, that is put in to the view by rules. I mean, it's got to be, uh, it's got to be substantiated by somebody's testimony. It's got to have a witness that tells you we were there. We actually had it. Yes, this is truthful. No, this is not. Yes, this is right. No, this is distorted. I mean, it, and it has to be subject to cross-examination. You can't even call this stuff evidence. 
But what we have now is Mike Lee stepping up and objecting that the information, I can't even call it evidence, the information that was put forward yesterday about a phone call was simply not true. Lead impeachment manager Representative Jamie Raskin was prepared to close down the House arguments for the day. Lee requested to be recognized and said that the impeachment managers had incorrectly described what had happened when Trump called his phone on January 6th. He asked that the statement made by Representative David Sicilian, the Democrat from Rhode Island, be removed from the record of the trial. Statements, he says, were attributed to me moments ago by the House impeachment managers relating to the content of conversations between President Trump and Senator Tuberville. They were not made by me. They are not accurate and they are they're contrary to fact. I move them to be stricken from the record. Bravo, Mike Lee. For being someone with the intestinal fortitude to step up. And call foul. I don't know, guys. You know, the whole thing is just a game anyway. It's just a whole political grandstand. And I believe that the whole purpose is to soil Donald Trump's reputation so greatly that whether he's impeached or not, he will be politically neutered. Now, I don't think that's possible with Donald Trump. And I think it's naive that the Democrats think that all this pushing is actually going to make people not like Donald Trump. As a matter of fact, you're actually making the people who like Donald Trump defend him even more. And the 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 voracious nature of this disinformation is going to make you look even worse. Not Donald Trump. The Democrat Party. People are not going to take, I I just can't believe that people are going to, now you're always going to have the core there that's going to be like, yeah, Trump's this, Trump's that. Look, people, this is not about Trump. This is about the standard of the court of, 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 of public opinion. Do we want to be, as individuals, held up to the standard of truth and actual evidential proof to be found guilty of something or is this the new this part of the new normal the new normal where we are subject to opinions as if they are facts not just simply someone criticizing you you know the political correctness thing but we're talking about now removing people's liberties i mean i can't mention hr 350 enough seriously there's no evidentiary rule behind hr 350 you are just simply white and you supported donald trump under hr 350 you are now a domestic terrorist and all the civil rights infractions that come along with that that's where you are and this is the this is if if this is what we tolerate if this is what we accept if this is what we endorse that's who we'll be and that's just simply not who we can be Well, the final word of the day is going to come from our friend, Larry Stevenson. Remember, we have our In Defense of Liberty training coming up in March. We still have a handful of slots left. Thank you. I think we had three people sign up yesterday. Uh, So look, if you are thinking about this, if you are debating on this, if you are wondering on this, this means you already want to go. So sign up now. Okay, sign up now because the seats are not going to be around much longer. So let's hear from Larry and see what he has to say about the great in defense of liberty training that is coming up here in just a month. Hey, family, it's the beauty black cowboy and baby girl again. Hey, real quick, we want to let you know about the in defense of liberty event coming up March 12th through the 14th, where yet again uh, partnered with our good friend family, Chris Ann Hall, right? She is going to come and kick this event off with a wonderful, wonderful VIP event on March 12th. You're gonna learn all about the Constitution, your liberties and your freedoms. If you've never heard Chris Ann speak, man, you better ask somebody. Get here to Whitesboro, Texas, so that you hear her speak and you learn about your liberties, your Constitution. 
constitutional right and your freedom, okay? And listen here, America, I know you're down. I know that there's somebody in the White House some of us don't agree with, but it is not over. I guarantee you it's not over. But you have to understand your rights. You have to understand what the Constitution is about. You have to understand your liberties and your freedoms. And how do you do that? You have to get it good education and good wisdom from somebody that knows. The Bible says, how can they hear without a preacher? Well, come get here to Whitesboro, Texas, March 12th, so that Chris Ann can preach the constitutional gospel so that we can all walk in wisdom. And then we're going to get to the weekend with firearms training, uh, handguns, and, and, and yes, your, your, your others. Should I say, can I say other so that we keep it out of the mind and ear and thought process of those that who, who might be listening that don't agree with us? So we'll say other. But I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to go over, yes, uh, weapon retention, uh, weapon access, close quarter combat, uh, shot placement, and all that good stuff. But when it comes to the hand-to-hand, -hand, close quarter combat techniques for the first time in in defense of liberty history and for the first time to the general public, I'm going to release to you rapid defense tactics unlike any other. I usually set this aside for my private clients, but it's important enough for you right now in the state that we're in, in the, in, the, in the age that we're in, that you have these techniques as well. I'm gonna release for the first time these rapid defensive techniques that you will walk away and your mind will be blown. You'll say, yes, I can use these right now if somebody wants to try and hurt me or somebody that I love. I can defend myself and them. Get here to Whitesboro, Texas, March 12th through the 14th in defense of liberty. Go sign up today at chrisannhall.com. That's K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L. -L. I'll see you March 12th through the 14th while we all stand the line, hold the line in defense of our liberty. Stay dangerous, America. Don't give up. It's not over. You're not going to get this anywhere else, guys. It just simply does not exist anywhere else. Larry is the premier trainer. This is a premier training. And I just want to encourage you to sign up. Don't forget to go to libertyfirstuniversity.com. Sign up for your classes. I am also uh, still teaching and training all over America. So make sure that you are also going to chrisannhall.com where you can sign up for uh, or you can sign up for our classes. You can find out about our classes. I'm going to be teaching again tonight at uh, in uh, Holiday, Florida. On Saturday, we'll be in Orlando, Florida. On Sunday, I will be in Jacksonville, Florida. So tonight, holiday, Saturday, Orlando. Sunday, Jacksonville. All of this can be found at chrisannhall.com. chrisannhall.com, right there. So uh, don't miss any of this training. Let's make sure that we get our children there, we get our young people there, get all signed up and ready to go. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, hopefully, JC will be back with us tomorrow and we will be back here with you. God bless. See you then.